we will see a lot of innovation because this is an empty space. It just, just began to in, in his activities. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford, Upwest, and Hippo Insurance. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 181. Today we have with us Dr. Yael Benvenisti, the CEO of Mediterranean Towers Ventures, the first and only fund investing exclusively in technologies for aging well. She is the chairperson for technologies for aging well group in the Society of Electrical and Electronics Engineering in Israel and represents Aging 2.0, an international organization dealing with technology and aging. She was selected in 2019 and 2020 as one of Israel's top influencers on the longevity spaces. Yel Benvenisti, thank you for being on my show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Really great to have you here. I, I'm going to learn about aging in the next 20 minutes. You're an expert in the longevity space. You actually named both in 2019 and 2020 one of Israel's top influencers and experts on, in the longevity space, the CEO of Mediterranean Towers Ventures, but you're also running a private clinic, and, and you mentioned that that's leftovers from the, from the first degree, so I'll have to understand a little bit why. But yeah, we have to start with the fun fact, because who doesn't like chocolate? What? Uh, me. I hate <laughs> chocolate, really. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm unique in that space, but, but really, I, I cannot eat it. <laughs> It's like somebody saying that they don't like music. Uh, I know, but really, if you want to surprise me, please. Do not bring chocolate. Bring flowers. It's the same. I, lo- I love it. Okay, Yael, first of all, before we even dive deep into your personal journey, give me a little bit of background as to what is, what is the longevity space? What is this thing called Aging 2.0 that you're, that you're so passionate about? Okay, well, we all know that the world is getting older. Uh, if we are looking at what is happening now, uh, there are around 12% of the population that are 60 and above. If we are looking at the year to, uh, 2030, there will be 16% of the population that are 60 and above. And in the year 2050, there will be more than 20%. That means wow. that every fifth person in the world is going to be older adult. And this changes our whole society. And this opens a, a huge market and right. opportunity uh, for innovation. And if we as a society wants to continue and provide services to a growing population, and, and still we have a limit in our budget, there's no other solution than to develop technologies. So I think this is the only way that we should go. We should really implant the technologies in our services, in our life, in order to have quality of life and not just right. live longer. So you're saying that in the next dozens of years, we're going to see that uh, one in five people in the world are going to be elderly yet. And, and that's a fantastic case as to why we need to continue innovating and put at least, I'm imagining, a fifth of our innovative efforts on the elderly population, if not more, because, they, because a lot of the times they need more assistance right, than the younger generation. Yet, you know, if I look at the landscape of startups and of innovations that are happening today, I don't think a fifth of them are dealing with the longevity space. Is that right? That's It right. It feels like there's because, a shortage. Yes, because I think the demographic change had, had begun um, just now because the baby boomers, the ones that were born after World War II, 
they are just now entering what we are called the being older adult. So we just, in the, in, I think in the four, three years, we can see the change that is developing. And we can see the, the big companies are, are trying to enter the market. We can see Apple Watch, uh, right. that is it's the senior Apple Watch. We can see Amazon. We can see Best Buy. All of them are opening departments for technologies or products for the elderly. Um, right. We will see the change. This period, the COVID-19 period, have, have done really big things with, with elderly and, and how we approach elderly. And this is not only about being vulnerable or someone that is uh, uh, being fraud. Uh, it's all about having a good life, opportunities, uh, being active in the society. And what will happen now if I have to stay at home because it's too dangerous outside? How do I continue my 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 life, my my activities? And right. technology is the answer. So, so y'all, give me a little bit of background as to what needs to happen in the longevity space. So in order for us to to accommodate for the growing elderly population and to be able to 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 you know to continue to help improving their lives as well, what sort of what spaces within the longevity space do we need to focus on? Is this is it healthcare? Is it loneliness? Is it communication? What what do you think? Well, Aging 2.0, which is an organization, it's an international organization based in San Francisco, but it has, uh, I think, almost 150 ambassadors all over the world. Wow. We are the, the Israeli ambassadors. Uh, they defined eight segments in, in which we can see technologies for aging well. Uh, the first one is engagement and purpose. The second one is financial wellness, mobility and movement, daily living and lifestyle caregiving or care coordination, brain health, and the end of life. In each segment, we can see a various of technologies like virtual reality, augmented reality, robots, IoT, artificial right. intelligence, machine learning. The, this type of technology is not important. It's, it is the space that they are connected with. And if we will invest in those areas, we will see individual well-being and well-health we can see a work, workforce participation because people will be able to work longer. We will right, see a raise right. in consumption because people will buy more things. So they will continue and develop the, the economic the, the, of, of the country. We will see a lot of innovation because this is an empty space. It just just began to in, in his activities. So by the way, Yael, out of those eight eight segments that you were talking about, which one are you most attracted to? Because you know, I could it can make a, a very strong case as to why you should be passionate about all of them. But what really gets you excited? I think that uh, continue your lifestyle and daily living uh, will make the the biggest change in our life. So can you clarify what that does that mean that people will not stop living the way that they're living just because they're getting older and they're having more challenges because of their physiology? This is exactly what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if you cannot leave your home, if you have some disability, you mm -hmm. will continue your favorite lifestyle. You will right. continue to be active in your community, in your family, do what you like to do. Um even if you if you will stay at your home, that doesn't mean that you will not have a community to be engaged right. in, or friends, or family, or or 
doing right. whatever you want, learning something new. Right. So, but I'm thinking still, you know, today, you know, the past 20 years, we've had such a boom in, in consumer technology and, and things that are helping us live our lives better. Yet, you know, even my own grandparents who are 85 and, and you know, they have a phone and everything. There's still, there's no technology that is helping us communicate better and is helping and, and is helping adapt between the generation gaps. And you know, I'm thinking about my, my six-year-old niece and my 85-year-old grandmother. They, they love talking to each other and it's getting, you know, I can just imagine that if they will be disconnected geographically, it'll be nearly impossible to bridge that communication gap. So why even today isn't there any, any, any practical solutions for these? Because the market is already here. Well, there is. But there is a lack of knowledge. Ah. There is a lack of knowledge at your side as a family member and a lack of knowledge in, in your grandmother or grandfather's side. So uh, we are doing what we can in order to spread the rumor, but it's hard. Um, I personally have a segment in one of the, of the commercial TV channels in one of the morning shows. So I'm trying to spread the rumor that there are solutions, there are wonderful solutions, even even for people that are not technologies at all. Really? They don't know how, how to operate a Zoom. They don't know how to push a button. They don't know how to operate a, the WhatsApp video. There is a technology using the TV screen or, or even just using a regular screen that is not a TV, that when you schedule um, an hour, the conversation, the video conversation will be open. The, right. the person just have to sit in front of the screen, and that's I it. love that, it. That's all it needs. I actually have to say that and I anticipated, and and the cost is is so low. Really, it right. costs right. around one dollar a day. It's nothing, but people do not know. So right. we have no, no, to. I think it's <laughs> definitely no. I actually I participated in a hackathon here in Palo Alto at, at Y Combinator a few months ago with my friends from Stanford, and we developed this app where we put a camera on the TV. And when the grandchild calls their grandfather or grandmother on the phone, it it shows on their TV, and then all the all the elderly person has to do is wave in front of the camera, and it'll open. More for the accessibility side, but but you know we we're still shocked that the number of solutions, even though even if a few do exist, it's still very limited. But yeah, I'd love to learn a little bit more more about what you're doing specifically with Mediterranean Towers Ventures and how specifically you got into this because you're very young. You, you can be, you know, you're, you can be doing anything else and people are doing venture capital yet. You're excited about the longevity space and I have to really understand why. Well, it all started years ago. Uh, I was a young physiotherapist working in one of the HMOs and my grandma was a resident in one of the nursing homes uh, in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And one night the staff were not close. They didn't close the bars of the bed properly. And the bus fell down and she rolled over and she hit no. her head in the wheelchair that was standing near the bed. And she died from a brain hemorrhage. So oh, at that no. point, I made a decision that uh, this will never happen again. I quit my job. I went to learn rehabilitation and geriatrics and start working in uh, rehabilitation centers and in nursery homes uh, with the elderly people. And I just loved it. And I continue looking for solutions that these sort of things will never happen again. And um, then I joined uh, the society, the Electrical and Electronic Engineering Society in Israel. They opened a new group, Technologies for Aging Well, and I was elected as the chairman. And we started as a 14 people around one table, and we really didn't know what to do. 
Um, and now we are more than 1,500 members, a very wow. active ecosystem. Uh, we are very proud. We joined uh, Aging 2.0, that is an international organization. And uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, Mediterranean Towers Venture, which is a publicly traded company, they came to one of our conference and uh, they said that they want to open a CVC, a corporate venture capital, and invest in technologies for aging well. Mediterranean Towers Group is um, a company that is running independent living facilities in Israel. Wow. It's the biggest private private uh, independent living uh, facilities in Israel. And we opened the fund. Uh, this is the only venture capital in Israel that invests in the, this space. Uh, we are very, very proud. Wow. Uh, and we open, even if we don't invest in a company, we open our facilities for focus group or for beta testing. And we try really to give a push to, to the whole ecosystem uh, in Israel. Right. It sounds like it's beyond just another uh, venture capital firm. This is, a, you know, it's a mission driven fund that is, you know, that is about the community and about fostering an innovative community in the startup nation to help also motivate more people to create companies in this space. So even if you don't invest, you're actually helping them continuing to grow and develop and develop the relationship with them. It's not just, you know, a, a financial transaction. It's much more about a, a community, right? Right. We're doing each year, we're doing a, a competition and our judges is not just a, a panelist of experts. It's also our residents. Oh, they I get, love it. Uh, chance to vote and they get the chance to ask the entrepreneurs all the questions wow. and they're really doing a great job. It's not easy to stand on, on the stage and to, to answer their questions because they have a very good questions wow. and we are very proud that they, they really are active and they shape the next generation of products for the elderly generation. So, you know, putting on the, the investment hat, are the returns in the space the same as you know in in other spaces like cybersecurity and 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 other consumer technologies. Like what what are the differences between the longevity space and investing exclusively or or primarily in the longevity space rather than you know other funds that may be focusing on other industries? Well, first of all, we are focused in in the space and not in the technology. Mm -hmm. So. I think we are very young space, so mm -hmm. the, the number of exits are um, really small. But we right. can see we we can see the trend. We can see that the, all these um, technologies are raising. When I think two years ago we saw most of the companies raising seed money, now we can see they passed a round, right. uh, and they are continue to developing. Ours we we made three investments, all of them. Uh, are now past a rounds. Wow! So we are very proud, and it's only two years ago, so Wonderful. it happens fast. And uh, we can see the trend. We can see the, the really the the potential in, in this area. It's like fintech five years ago. You have no, to be no, patient. I love it. Yeah, but, but it will happen. Definitely, it will happen. So yeah, for myself and for for you know my friends who are who are watching this, we're also considering what what to write 
start their next venture. And, and as we know, you know, especially in Israel, it, it is very common out of the out of the intelligence units to go more into the cybersecurity spaces and, and those types of fields. But but I'd love to hear a few ideas just to get the juices running for young entrepreneurs that are thinking of, of what to do next. And uh, and I want to understand really what are the opportunities in this space. So maybe you can give me, you know, two or three high-level ideas of problems that one can tackle in the aging and longevity space uh, using technology? Well, first of all, when we are talking about technologies for aging well, we are talking about a platform that will combine several services because Mm -hmm. you cannot put a lot of devices in your house and use them in the same time. It's too complicated and it's too expensive. So you have to build a platform that will give a service. service and the service must solve some need. Right. Cybersecurity is nice, but it, it doesn't solve a problem for me as an individual. But right. as an older adult that wants to continue and live his life like he was used to do, it must solve a problem, some need. Uh, this is a very big difference. And I think that every entrepreneur that is entering the space must think about who is the customer and mm-hmm. who is the player. It's not the same person most of the right, time. Right, right. And it's a little right. bit complicated. But if if I'm comparing this to um, the younger generation, you must understand that the product that you are selling for a three years old child is not the same product that you will sell for a 16 years old child. This is the same as the older adult population. You cannot sell the same product for a 65 years old person or to a 90 this is a huge population, a lot of segmentation, inner segmentation, especially uh, the, the uh, ability uh, to perform uh, your activity, how activity you are. You have to segment, to do a good segmentation of the population and know who is your customer, what you are selling, and who will want to pay for it. I, I think that that's fascinating. And I've been thinking quite a bit about the space. And, and one of the things that really intrigued me is that this space, um, more so than a lot of others, like you said, a lot of times the person who is using your product is not necessarily the person who is buying the product. And you have, so you have like a, almost like a two-sided marketplace and you have to, you have to really understand who are the moving players in this puzzle. Uh, but, but it's really, really fascinating. Yeah. So I so understand, you know, the passion that you're coming in uh, doing this. Do you see yourself staying in this space? For, for a long time, I know that you also are, are still practicing from your original profession uh, out, of, out of a love for that profession. But, but do you see yourself continuing with that mission for, for many years to come? Or is this something that you're saying, I want to make a dent now and potentially later I'll move on to, to different industries? No, I will stay in this industry. It has a huge potential. I saw more than 250 companies in, in three years. Wow. I, I, see, I see the activity I have a lot of knowledge today that I didn't have four years ago. I want to give it to our entrepreneurs and really to to put Israel as the leading country for age tech in the world. I love it. Okay, and on that note, Yael, I need three words that you would use to describe yourself, and I and I need you to to explain a little bit about about these words. Well, I'm I'm perfectionist person. I love perfection, really. Uh, I have to to learn about everything and to understand it uh, until I make a decision. Uh, I love a good life, really. I, I'm having a good life. I, I love to come in to my work 
Um, I'm coming every day with, with a passion. Uh, I, I see a lot of new things uh, and I, I feel that I can contribute uh, to the space. And the last word is uh, blonde is just a color. I'm not <laughs> a usual blonde. Uh, I love so, it. Yes. Very, yeah, very it's, cool. It's really funny because w- when people see me, uh, they know my, my degree that I have a PhD in geriatrics. But, and when I come to a conference or to a meeting, they say, wow, you? I said, yes, I'm shaping my future. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing it for me. My future will look different. Well, your future, but it sounds like you're also in the process of helping uh, millions, if not billions of others down the line. So shaping your future while shaping everybody else's future as well. Yael, thank you very, very much for the inspiration. This was wonderful. Uh, I'm personally very passionate about the space that you're in. And, and so and that's why it was so I was so excited when you agreed to do this episode with me. And I hope that, you know, I'll definitely take an active part in the space. And I hope that my friends both at Stanford and 8200 will also con- consider this as a, as a viable path in their entrepreneurship journey. And thank you for thank you for all the insights over the past twenty minutes. Thank you. Take care. Hey.